Some looming clarity on the March 17th voter ballots in Cleveland. Lake Erie is still breaking records for high water. And we paint a picture of life with the China virus if it breaks out here. It's the Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Tuesday, February 11th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. The picture might be getting clearer on what will happen to those Cleveland ballot questions about reducing the size of the city council from 17 to 9 and cutting the council members' pay. The questions were placed on the ballot through a citizen's initiative in which thousands of registered voters signed petitions, but the organizers, facing a mountain of criticism for creating what has widely come to be condemned as bad policy, want to pull back the petitions and kill the initiative. They failed to do that by the deadline for the ballot, though, and state law is silent on what can be done. Cleveland.com's Pete Krause tells us that two ballot issues placed before voters in Chagrin Falls five years ago might offer a precedent. In that case, people who had put questions on the ballot ended up reaching an accommodation with the city and pulled the questions one week before Election Day. The questions were on the ballot, but the votes were not counted. Elections officials allowed that to happen by relying on a Supreme Court ruling in another case, a ruling that is not really on point. The upshot of the ruling was that charter cities have latitude to resolve issues that state law does not address. Following that logic, Cleveland organizers formally sought to pull back their petitions Monday, and Cleveland City Council voted on legislation Monday night to invalidate the issues on the ballot. If Mayor Frank Jackson signs the legislation and Cuyahoga County lawyers agree, the votes will not be counted on the Cleveland ballot. Lake Erie rose five inches in January. By the end of the month, lake levels were seven inches above last January's. And by Monday, the lake broke the February high water record set in 1987. The latest water forecast predicts Lake Erie will break monthly records for each of the next four months before leveling off in June and July. Levels should be 2 to 11 inches higher than they were last year when boaters and beachgoers throughout the Great Lakes were plagued by high water. Beaches and docks disappeared, roads and bike paths washed out, and at least one cottage collapsed into the lake. Erosion is made worse by the lack of ice this winter. As of Monday, only 0.4% of Lake Erie had ice, compared to the average of 67% on February 10th. Lake Erie on Monday was 573.8 feet above sea level, 35 inches above normal. The all-time record set last June is 574.3. One reason for the increase in the lake levels is the rain, The Lake Erie Basin had 2.78 inches of precipitation last month, about 112% of normal. After a week of research, two Cleveland.com reporters have concluded that an outbreak of the China coronavirus in America would look less like the movies and more like people watching movies on Netflix. Emily Bamforth and Evan McDonald note that Chinese authorities have taken drastic action in an attempt to contain the spread of the new coronavirus, placing at least 15 cities and more than 50 million people under quarantine. But if the virus breaks out here, U.S. officials will avoid place-based or mass quarantine procedures. Local public health officials would rely on CDC guidelines, 
which recommend monitoring an infected person at their home or keeping them isolated in a healthcare facility. The reality is that people can stay home and sit in their rooms and watch Netflix, one expert told the reporters. Most public health experts describe mass quarantines like the one in China as an ineffective solution. The practice could make healthy people sick and comes with significant psychological and economic costs. Quarantine orders are exceedingly rare in the United States. The U.S. federal government did not impose quarantine orders during recent global health scares such as the SARS outbreak in 2003 and the Ebola outbreak in 2014. Here's an unusual crime story. Police are investigating more than 40 car break-ins that happened late Sunday and early Monday across Cleveland Heights. At least 46 car windows were smashed overnight at city-owned parking lots and an apartment complex. Police believe the break-ins are related. Calls started rolling into Cleveland Heights Police about 7 a.m. Monday. The damaged cars were parked at a parking deck on Lenox Drive, off of Cedar Road near a Starbucks, and a few blocks west at a parking lot on Cedar Road just past the Nighttown Restaurant. Other cars were vandalized on a lot on Meadowbrook Boulevard in the Cedar Lee neighborhood and on Warrensville Center Road north of Mayfield Road. Police are compiling a list of items stolen from each car. Jumper cables, a GPS unit, and a gun were among the stolen items. Police are looking for surveillance video that might show the crimes. Days after one of Cleveland's most celebrated East 4th Street restaurants closed for good, we get word that acclaimed Cleveland chef Dante Bocuzzi will open his new eatery Goma in the district, in the space formerly occupied by chef Jacques Brule's Chinado. Bocuzzi originally planned to open in Pinecrest Shopping Center in Orange Village, but Chinado's closed last May and Bocuzzi took an interest. His new restaurant will focus on sushi rolls, noodles, tempura plates, and hot pot dishes. Goma is Japanese for sesame. The restaurant is slated to open in June. The concept seems not entirely unlike Ginkgo, Bokuzi's Japanese restaurant that opened in 2011, an upscale Japanese-style sushi joint. But there will be some key differences. Goma is twice the size of Ginkgo, and it will focus on quicker service to accommodate downtown crowds. It will also include a craft cocktail lounge. Bocuzzi's main claim to fame is, of course, his flagship restaurant, Dante, which celebrated 10 years of business over the winter. He also runs Dante's Inferno, Dante Next Door, the DC Pasta Company, Northside Speakeasy, Coda, DBA, and smaller concepts at the Northside Market and Progressive Field. Goma will be his 11th restaurant. Thank you for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. We'll be back tomorrow.